Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I'm Jana Denton House, and I specialize in helping women who are married to men want and enjoy intimacy more. So if you've ever felt like it was a chore, even though you really love your husband, you are not alone, and this is the show for you. Join me as I have open and honest conversations about sex, marriage, and everything else in the bedroom. I promise to never tell you to just do it, spice things up, or buy some lingerie. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. I'm your host, Janet Denton House, and today we're going to have another wonderful conversation. Today we have joining us Michelle. Michelle, as most all of my guests so far, has gone through the Wanting It More program. That's how I know her. And she is a very active facilitator in our alumni community, Warriors. And I just love spending time with her. She is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. And we very rarely get some one-on-one time. So I'm just really excited to have her here. And I'm really looking forward to the type of conversation we're going to have. Every time I talk to her, I learn something new. She's very wise. So no pressure, but we've got high expectations for this conversation. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Michelle, and then we'll get into our topic today, which is going to be loosely around the idea of taking time for ourselves, how that relates to pleasure, how that relates to sex, and the barriers that both of us have come up against um, trying to do that. Okay, the floor is yours now. Thank you, Jana. I'm so happy to be here. I treasure all the time I get to spend with you. So my name is Belle. Uh, My husband and I have been married for just coming up on 19 years. We have four kids, ages ranging from six to 15. We live in the U.S. and we both work full time. So we often just tell people that, yes, our hands are full, but so are our hearts. So... It's so sweet. And for those of you who can't see this beautiful shining countenance in front of me, she has notes in front of her and I just love it so freaking much. (laughs) We were talking before we hit record that we have, what's that? It's the Enneagram one in us. Yeah, exactly. So if you haven't done the Enneagram before, I highly recommend it. It's very, did you find it insightful? Oh, very. Yes things that are right in front of you that you've never really taken the time to analyze about yourself. But when you see it in front of you and on paper, you think, wow, (laughs) that like sees to my soul. (laughs) And it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but I also felt it a little bit hard to read sometimes because ooh, it, it, it really does show you the areas that can get off track and can get a little bit unmoderated for lack of a better term. So Enneagrams mm-hmm. one, we're very often uh, very well prepared. We like to be on time and we're motivated by things that are right. So mm-hmm. did you find that that gray is a really hard space to be in? Sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes it is. Mm. probably you know it's very insightful in this whole journey that we're going to be talking about too that it definitely mm. plays a part Ooh, well get us started what do you mean by that <laughs> I just um 
I think it, it plays into our relationships and the way we interact with our husbands and depending on their perspective and personality types, it, it may lead to some of the, in my case, the, the resentment or the underlying issues that kind of got brought to the surface and led me to you. So Mm. Michelle, I'm feeling like you're going to have to come back and we have to talk about Enneagram one. What do you think? Because I really just want this whole podcast conversation to be about that now. But we had a very specific topic that you prepared very well for. So let's talk about that. So what was your experience? I know before we hit record, you shared that uh, it was a big change for you, sort of learning about how to take care of yourself, how to spend time for yourself. What was it like before what sort of challenges did you face and barriers and and feelings were you experiencing? Did you, did, I'm asking a lot of questions at once. I think what I'm actually asking is, did you know that this is what you needed, but just weren't able to do it? Or did you not know? So I knew that I needed something. Like my husband and I both knew that we needed something to get us back on track. Our marriage and relationship has always been incredibly strong um, outside of this one specific area at that time in our lives. This was a couple of years ago when you and I first met. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we had known for a while, we just didn't know what to do about it or how to fix it. Um, we just felt really disconnected and there was uh, an imbalance in what we each needed from that intimate experience. And so um, it wasn't until I took whim that I realized why we had reached that point and like where I was coming from and able to peel back those layers and say, oh, 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 yeah, now that makes sense that I was feeling the way I was and that he was feeling the way he was, right? So um, it just really shed a light on culturally why and and then more personally why we had reached that point and then helped pave the way for how to move forward. Mm-hmm. And when did it become clear to you that taking time for yourself and having those moments um, was important? Maybe you could tell us about that. I mean, I remember... You were doing this in our Facebook group. You were doing these me time posts and they lasted for quite a while. And Mm -hmm. like, when did that click for you that that was going to be a really important piece of the puzzle? Right. So in the WIM course, when you described resentment, like I don't think I could even pinpoint that that's what I was feeling was resentment, like deep resentment that had built up over time. Um, You know, motherhood with young kids, you're just bogged down everywhere you turn. And there really is no escape. You know, it's the mom that is home and doing all the things in our case. And so um, you described it as an, an unmet need. And I think I was so buried in resentment that it it took me a while to even figure out like what needs do I even have? I have no idea. <laughs> Which sounds silly to say, but in the moment 
I had to really step back and think, okay, first of all, it's okay for me to have needs and to take up space, number one. Number two, I had to ask myself, what are those needs? Which took a lot of pondering and thinking and like, I, I don't know, I haven't thought about it for what feels like forever since <laughs> all these kids showed up, I, you know? Um, just prioritizing everybody else. I guess I got really good at prioritizing everybody else. Um, and so what what came to the surface loud and clear was the introvert in me needed me time. I just needed the ability to have some time alone um, away from other people. So I was finding that time initially late at night, like after everybody had gone to bed and I would battle myself with like, well, I really should get to bed. So I'm not exhausted tomorrow. However, I'm just so desperately craving this quiet alone time. So trying to decide which one won out, you know, <laughs> am I going to prioritize sleep or am I going to prioritize me and filling my own cup, right? So um, so that kind of led to this whole me time project that you encouraged me to do and, um, and building some boundaries around communicating that with my family and explaining, I need this and it will help me be more present and um, capable when I'm with all of you. It will help me feel more rejuvenated and recharged. So sometimes that looks like just time reading a book. Sometimes that looks like doing yoga or watching a show that I've been wanting to watch forever, um, going for a walk. Sometimes it involves other people. Sometimes I call a friend that I haven't seen or talked to for a while and we have a chance to just catch up or something like that. So it has been soul filling and just vital to me being able to invest in myself so that I can then pour it out on all of the people that I love. Uh, I'm thinking two thoughts really honestly right now. One is she's so perfect. She can make this all happen. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. But we're going to tackle this stuff. So one is that thought. Another thought is, oh my gosh, I so relate to the staying up late. I do mm -hmm. that often, even though my kids are older now, I still do that. And it feels really uncomfortable and self-sabotage and yucky and tiring. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also wondering about how you, like, what did you need to overcome to be able to actually communicate that and make it happen? Because we have so many cultural messages to overcome. Mm -hmm. uh, don't be so selfish. This is your job as a woman. Uh, maybe um, backlash from your husband. So so first off, let's tackle the, this feels really perfect. Um, Michelle, are there any times where you 
have me time and you regret the time that you spent like you feel like you wasted it or didn't no okay well never no <laughs> never so you I'm never all- like scroll social media or just binge watch something that doesn't feel good or something like that no I try to be intentional about it mm. so that it feels worthy of carving that time out of our schedule um and as long as it feels important to me, then I guess it doesn't matter what I spend my time doing as long as it, you know, I try to be intentional about not scrolling social media or something like that during that time. I just, um, yeah, just need to reconnect and recharge. I'm wondering if there's a connection between that it's so intentional and it's not late at night that... Mm -hmm there's a loud, maybe like a sacredness to it or an importance to it. That's what I'm hearing from your voice that I wouldn't want to waste this intentional, precious time. Right. Mm. So when do you do it now? It's not consistent. I would love it to be. Um, but with the big family and busy schedules, it that just that magic window doesn't present itself. So, (laughs) um, it's wherever I can carve out a chunk of time. I kind of look at our daily schedule and try to figure out where I can leave or slip away to a different spot in our house and try to have some time. Um, but now that it's, that I'm further on this journey, I would say it's been, boy, almost a couple years now that I've been trying to be intentional about this, that, um, you know, my family's just kind of accepted it. They understand when I say, Hey, I'm going to go do this thing or, Ooh, I'm going to leave for a bit and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And I am, I should also say our kids are <laughs> finally at ages where they can be more independent. It's like, <laughs> I read something recently that said the moment you can take a 10 minute shower without worrying that your kids will burn the house down is when part two of your life begins. <laughs> That's awesome. so, I remember yeah. when my kids could buckle themselves into the car. Oh, that was a turning point for me when I yes. could just open my door and get into my seat and buckle my seat buckle. So there is something to be said for fairly independent kids, um, but it just, it's so powerful that I now, because of the boundaries or communication that I've set, I can say, now it's my turn. I'm going to go do this thing. And it is supported by my family members because they know that that's a need that I have and that it's okay for me to have needs. Yes. Okay. So let's go back to that, where you're in that place of it's okay to have needs. What are my needs? Mm -hmm. What did you do next? So we were in the, the wanting it more course at that time when we were kind of navigating all of this. And so we, my husband and I had already been having conversations and he's incredibly supportive and would regularly say, I'm happy to support you in whatever you need. So, you know, being the hero and, and coming to, 
coming to my rescue. So when I was able to say, I need some time, just, just me. Um, he was happily, um, supportive of that and able to either make sure he was there to take care of the kids or we, you know, figure out schedules to make that happen. So. And then did you, in the beginning, did you have a certain time that you were doing it? I remember you were just so regular, almost every single day you would post what you had done. Mm -hmm. Did that accountability help? Definitely. Mm. Yes. Yes. The, um, I'm trying to think of the word, is it upholder? The, the part of me that is, if it's an expectation from somebody else, I will always be there. I will show up. I will do the things every single time. I'm very loyal. But if it's an internal expectation, like, I think I'm going to wake up extra early and work out every morning. Yeah, that's not going to fly. <laughs> So you kind of like the, I always call it the gold star. I'm the same way. I like a little gold star from somebody else. Like, oh, I yeah. see you. I Yeah. So externally motivated. Mm -hmm. So that was yeah. helpful. What about with your kids? Did they struggle with that or interrupt you? Did you feel guilty? I don't remember being interrupted because I, I was intentional about leaving like I would go up to our bedroom and shut the door or I would go outside and go for a walk or I would um you know choose a time where they're already busy doing something else we'd go to the pool in the summer and while they're swimming I'd be off listening to music and reading a book and just like enjoying my alone time so it depends on the scenario but no, they, they were pretty good about, and I can explain why, right? I can, I have reasons for why I need that for myself to have some space and to, to build myself up and have that so that I can be more present with them um, when it's family time. So, yeah, I think that's the key is to, to leave. Mm -hmm. And that can be hard for a lot of moms to leave because mm -hmm. I, I don't know, but I find it hard to just leave the house. Even when my kids aren't here, there's just something that's tethering me here. And sometimes mm -hmm. I make a plan and I'm like, Jenna, just go. Like, you're really going to enjoy it. Just get to the beach or just drive around in your car and browse a store or read a book somewhere, go to a coffee shop, grab a tea, read a book, bring your journal. And then I just have to sometimes just force myself out of the house. It's, do you ever have that where it's just hard to leave? Um, if it's, if it's a particularly busy time and there are, you feel a lot of needs coming at you from a lot of directions, it is hard to listen to that voice in your head that says this is equally important. Yeah. So now when it's a little bit more free flowing, what are the signals that you get that this is an important thing to do? I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, do you forget about it? And are there long stretches of time where you don't and then you have a particularly resentful feeling or overwhelmed thought and then that reminds you that this is important or are you just aware of it every day as a need? 
I'm aware of it as a need, but there are definitely times of the year that are extra busy and stressful for us. Um, and so, yeah, it's especially hard during those seasons of life when you, I mean, you can anticipate the tidal wave of tasks and busyness, and then you just have to really be mindful of it might, it might not happen every day during those times, those stretches. Um, but yes, I can sense it in myself. I'm, um, short tempered. I feel overwhelmed and just really stressed. Um, feeling like there's just never an end. You're just on a hamster wheel of go, 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 go. Um, those are all signs to me that I need to take a step back. I need to unplug for a minute, which <laughs> is really difficult to find those pockets in seasons of life that are hectic like that. But um, then maybe the amount of time or or what you design for that me time looks different. And that's where maybe those daily pleasures can play in to try to <laughs> be better than nothing. So, right. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm thinking about is in order to do this, well, there's many ways and many different you know, personalities and couple combinations and family dynamics that would support something like this. But for me anyways, I feel like if I was more organized in my daily life, if I had more, I don't know, just ability to keep tasks, uh, routine and appointments properly scheduled. And I'm just thinking you have four kids. I have two kids. How I just, I don't understand. How could you like my impression of you is you're a very organized person. It's, it's accurate. Like we have a scheduling app on all of our phones with the shared family schedule of what's happening when and where and who needs to go to what place at what time, all of it laid out. Okay, well, the, I need to know what is the app? How do you do this? <laughs> it's called Cozy that we use C O Z I. Cozy. So it's a shared schedule and then also shared lists like grocery lists and like um, you can list the tasks that need to be done or errands that need to be run or whatever. It's amazing. So do your children use, like, I know you've got a range of kids. Do, do some of your kids have phones and is that, they've yep. got that? Yeah, you're nodding. There's also use that. And then I'm able to put in there, like, this day at this time, mom's going to be at book club or I'm going to be, you know, carve out a time. And so when people check the schedule, oh, yeah, mom's got this thing. So, okay. Oh. <laughs> This sounds so exciting. So you are, I'm guessing, the organizer of the schedule, or does your husband equally participate in it? Does he keep track of dentist appointments, doctor's appointments? Sue's saying no with her head. <laughs> they all have the ability to add to the calendar, um, but that is something we are working towards 
typically that falls to me to coordinate and input. So everybody's on the same page. Okay. Now I have more questions about that. <laughs> do you feel, <laughs> do you feel resentful about that or do you, f- yes, you're nodding. Yes, I do. And that is something, you know, the emotional labor of just keeping track of all the things is a burden that typically falls to women in addition to these things we've already talked about. So yes, I am mindfully trying to work towards each person being responsible for their own tasks, their own schedule, all of those things. Um, but it's tricky to balance, right? Because if you if you completely dismiss that responsibility on them and it doesn't get followed through on, it impacts all of us because then we are missing events or we are having things pop up that we didn't anticipate in the schedule. So um, something we're working on. Do you feel acknowledged and appreciated for that task that you have? I do. Yes. I They see it, that it is labor of having all the things. I do feel appreciated in that territory of all the emotional labor. Um, my husband is very um, emotionally intelligent and I am very appreciative of that, that his level of awareness is there to acknowledge, yes, I see that you do all these things. Mm. So that's huge. Yeah, such a common common thing I oh I've been thinking so much about this in my own relationship that a strong team is a diverse team and Mm -hmm. everyone has talents and capacities and but it only works when those talents and capacities like holding a schedule are given proper weight and space and acknowledgement Often, because I am the holder of the schedule as well, but I don't have the cozy app, so now <laughs> this may change my life, but I feel that I am not, maybe I'm a once in a while appreciated, but for the most part, I think I feel annoyance from those around me because I'm the one asking, what time was that again? Or don't forget, you're nodding your head as well. Right. Yeah. The negative. It feels like nagging that you're constantly asking and reminding and prompting and. Mm -hmm. So I would challenge that that's not actually acknowledgement and appreciation when people are annoyed at our skills and talents that we're lovingly given, giving to the family, you know? True. I think, I think it's both. I think they, they acknowledge that it has taken effort. Like they they know that I sat with the the full sports schedule and entered all the things so that everybody knows. Um, and they're appreciative of that. But what I'm working towards is them taking ownership of that and and being proud of they themselves doing that. So they are invested in, in um, owning that. Yeah. So what would the next step be having them sit with you as you do it so that they can see 
how to do it and also the time it takes and so that maybe they would do it next time. Mm -hmm. And then probably the next time after that would be you sitting with them and them doing it. And then probably the next time after that, like it's a, it's a real journey. And I think, honestly, I really think it boils down to that. We really aren't seen. We're very invisible in the work (laughs) we do. And our husbands, I don't know, is your husband sort of like the funner one in the family or Mm-hmm. My husband is the the more spontaneous, the more, um, yeah, just the 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 funner. Oh, yeah, yeah, just the one, and so that re- receives a lot of gratitude because it's the fun stuff. So, oh my gosh, this is a whole other conversation, but so, but it all connects to being able to put aside time because you have done a lot of work on your schedule and planning so that you can actually do that because otherwise it's chaos and you can leave, but the kids will miss appointments or they won't have dinner or the dog won't get walked or all of, you know, and so good. Okay, great. You took an hour or two hours to go for a walk with a friend but then you mm-hmm. come home and now you have all this stuff to catch up on. Right. Yeah. And then that is like one step forward and two steps back, right? If that's your setup, then you're fighting a losing battle. So it does take a lot of intention and planning and and support. I'm, I'll be honest. I mean, your family has to see the value in all of this and support you in that so yeah does your husband take time for himself he does he is a regular early morning workout person Mm. so he over the years has extended that time to include um you know time for reading or devotionals or adding to that that space in addition to his workout to just ease into the day and that helps him be focused and ready. And he has no problem getting up and doing that regularly for himself. Whereas I mentioned before, I, uh, I need like a, a scheduled class where other people will be there to hold me to that because I, I am less likely to just spontaneously wake up early and do that. Yeah, me too. I so relate to that. Yeah, I keep on looking for the perfect exercise class at the perfect time that has the perfect vibe and fits my body. And I, it's been a couple years, so I don't know if I'm ever going to find it. I have visions of having a running buddy, but then I think I've come to the conclusion that I don't actually like to run. So maybe a a walking buddy. Yeah, be a good start. That would be a good start. Yeah. Do you find me time for yourself? Has that been part of your journey? Yeah, for sure. It it's it's pretty haphazard though. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it does feel motivated by uh like a need, a desperate need rather than a preventative daily you know, like nutrition sort of thing. Um mm-hmm. 
And I, same as you, I go through seasons where things are really busy with work in particular, and my mind is so focused on one thing and I'm feeling anxious about getting to all my tasks and I don't want to lose time on things that I feel like are the most important thing, mm-hmm. which we know it's not that. We know that it's about pleasure and and you know, what, what's this life worth living if it's just about productivity and running mm-hmm. that hamster wheel. But my biggest one is the beach because mm-hmm. I, I live right by the ocean and John and I share drop off and pickup times for the kids. And so actually when I am dropping them off, I usually have a little buffer time there before my first appointment. And so I can just scoot to the beach. It's like five minutes away from their school. Mm -hmm. And oh gosh, but once I'm there, I could spend. (sighs) Uh, That just makes me want to take a deep breath right now. Just like a long exhale, right? Just that environment would be enough to help you just unwind. Yeah, I I have one favorite place and there's potential to grab like a tea. There's a coffee shop nearby and usually in the morning the tide is out so I can walk on the rocks and I talk to myself a lot out there. <laughs> <laughs> out loud or just in your brain? Oh yeah, out loud. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Do you do that too? Um Sometimes I'm, I'm rarely in an alone space where I'm able to do that, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll walk out there and, um, sometimes I'll take, depending on the weather, I'll take my shoes off and there's some little tidal pools and little sandy spots and yeah, I'll just, I'll talk, I'll talk through difficult conversations that I'm thinking about having, or I'll talk to God and just work through stuff that I'm dealing with. Um, Yeah, I feel a lot of confirmation from the ocean. Uh, Like when an eagle flies, if I'm thinking a certain thought and an eagle flies by, I just feel like it's a confirmation that I'm on the right track or yes, that was, you know, that I'm not alone. I also feel that. Do you feel that too with animals? Mm -hmm. Like a red cardinal um, has shown up in very significant moments in our lives that just, and, and stays, right? So it's not just like a, a passing by, just like they're so rarely seen in our area and it will show up. Um, we have a big evergreen tree in our backyard. So that bright red bird against the dark colors and green of this evergreen, and it'll show up and just sit there for an extended amount of time in very significant moments of our lives that have been particularly stressful or uncertain. And that has always been a a sign of comfort for us. Like, like you're saying, like you're not alone or like you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is important for us. Enneagram oneers to be doing the right thing. (laughs) Gold star. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. The big gold star from my creator. Boom. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so many decisions, so much uncertainty, 
So that's how it works for me. I don't, sometimes I'll take a bath, but I don't really like baths. But there's mm-hmm. something about a bath because it's in a small enclosed space and I can close the door. Uh, I usually will just sit in the tub when the water runs. I really mm-hmm. like sitting under the running water. Mm-hmm. And we have a pretty big bathtub. And then I'll sit, it, I'll kind of soak. But then I get really hot and itchy and uncomfortable. So, <laughs> <Get out. laughs> right. You like baths? I feel like people are supposed to like baths. Right. Yes. I like, like a good bath. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But there is something about water in general that is very soothing and calming. So, yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I could go to the beach and I could spend easy three hours out there just walking around, talking to myself, looking at birds. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll listen to a podcast, but I've been trying to not do that because I'll typically listen to business stuff and I want to make sure I'm not working. Um, and I like rollerblading, Mm -hmm. but again, I have to make sure I'm not listening to a business podcast. I have to listen to music. Right. Otherwise it's, it feels like work. Yeah. Yeah. So how has this impacted your sex life? So it doesn't seem like on the surface, like they're connected at all. And I could see where our whole conversation up until now has seemed trivial, maybe. <laughs> um, but I think I've learned over time that um, deep down, what I need to want sex and intimacy more um, is to feel rested and relaxed and recharged. And so without that, um, it was very difficult. And so when I was able to discover or rediscover that aspect of me, it was a game changer. Um, My husband on the flip side um, wants it most when he is stressed and overwhelmed. So they're like complete opposite viewpoints right? Yes. Um, until we were able to verbalize that or like identify those mismatch um, vantage points, you can see where that was a disconnect in our relationship. So um, th- they couldn't be more polar opposite. So by communicating that and also just, you know, listening to my own intuition and paying attention to my own um, rhythms throughout the year and and each month, I've realized, yeah, that that heartbeat of um, relaxation or calm is what helps tremendously for me. Has it changed the way you have sex? So the whim course, has dramatically changed things because I am paying attention to me. I am learning to get out of my own head and listen to my body and my intuition like I have never done before. So letting that lead the experience is a monumental shift in what that looks like. 
Have you been able to get to the point? Because I know this is very tricky to get to this point, And I feel like I'm constantly on the journey to get there. That mm-hmm. you see your sexual experiences as me time. Not yet, but that is the goal. It, I'm on the journey of that, but I wouldn't say like, we've reached a finish line, check it off the list, right? Um, but yes, I've been able to reframe our experiences as valuable and important for me. Not like it's uh, something that we need to do for him or that it's like a should as part of our relationship. So I feel that's a, a huge hurdle to have crossed. Yeah, I feel like that would be a whole other podcast conversation as well is mm-hmm. our journey to do that because it's one thing to say, I need to live a relaxed and calm life so that I can show up to this sexual experience thing that isn't necessarily relaxing. And I have Mm -hmm. to do a lot of work mentally to be, be there and present and, um, and still having that mentality of it's for my husband or it's for our marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Both of those are still not for me. Right. It's tricky. It's tricky. And what I always I want to get to, and sometimes I'm able to, but culture is so strict about this message that it's for men or do it for your marriage. It's a good thing for your marriage. It, it you know, it's a, yeah, <laughs> it keeps you strong um, and happy as a couple. So it's still a chore. But yeah. How do I actually think to myself, I've had a really stressful day. And, oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to this moment where I get to be quiet and still and calm and regulate my nervous system and breathe, meditate, pray, uh, listen to something that would bring me joy, like my husband's heartbeat or him saying my name over and over again or Uh, where I could get reassurance that my husband could just over and over tell me that I'm, he's proud of me and give me all the gold stars that I need. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's so counterculture to, to what we, uh, what we know to be possible. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. And it's a slippery slope. That's why I value our participation in warriors and everything to to date because it is so easy to slide right back into society around us and and the quote norms that um that we're surrounded with so Mm -hmm. staying plugged in with the the warriors community and other women who have this same perspective on things has been critical for me i may start calling I'm some of you listeners may know that we use the term exploration dates to talk about the the sexual experience a scheduled sexual experience that has a lot of framework around it 
for safety, intuition, pleasure. Um, I'm wondering if I'm going to start calling these times me time. Ooh. Yeah. And then the expectation is always there that it is something that's going to nourish me, relax me, calm me, support me. Mm. Maybe maybe a new challenge, yeah. <laughs> maybe a new gold star thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for having this conversation with me, Michelle. Was there anything else in your beautiful notes that you wanted to get to? No, I just think on the topic that we have touched on today, I just want to point out um, that prioritizing our needs and finding our voice as women and prioritizing that self-care is just critical to help model that for our children and our families to break that cycle. So when you're feeling those selfish thoughts of, you know, I don't need to do that. Everyone else is more important. It feels selfish for me to take this time. You're also modeling that for future generations that it's important. Wow. And you have an older girl, don't you? As well? mm -hmm. Yeah. She's 15. Yeah. And I have a 14 year old. Oh gosh. I feel like that's another conversation is how this is. Well, I'll ask you this quick question. Have you seen the impacts on your daughter, do you see her also starting to do this when she needs a little time? I do. And I think we need to give a lot of credit to the younger generations because they are paving a way and like not as bogged down by maybe the, the history that the rest of us have on our shoulders. Um, so I hope that it just continues to add fuel to her independence and her confidence um, as a young woman. And But then also, I think it's equally important for our boys to see that that can be how a woman um, acts and and behaves in a relationship and in a family, that they can stand on their own two feet and and prioritize themselves, too. Yeah, I've I've definitely seen it with my with my daughter. She is also a an introvert and mm -hmm. it's difficult when you know when you have to say I can't do that second or third activity today and I really need to go to my room and close the door and not see anyone for a couple of hours. And mm -hmm. it's been such a gift seeing her ability to do that. And also, I'm not saying that our family doesn't struggle when she does that, right? Because you somehow have to sacrifice. Okay, we're not going to do this activity as a family. Our daughter needs to go home and have a rest. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm just so proud of all of us. Uh, and I'm proud of you. I'm, pr I'm just proud of us for making that change for them. Right. We really are the change. What is it? The transition generation or the, I don't know, there's a fancy word for it. But we're the ones who are able to move out of survival and more into opening our eyes and making adjustments and being a lot more nuanced with our emotions and our needs. And if you're listening and you're working on this too, good job, you. It's not easy. This is tough stuff. 
But uh, here we are showing up and trying our best. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for everyone who's listening. And I'm hoping Michelle will come back and have some more of these conversations. And in the meantime, have a day. Whatever that's going to look like. <laughs> Doesn't need to be perfect, right? <laughs> no, it must be perfect. <laughs> okay. Take care, everyone. Talk to you later. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want to enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janadentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the wait list, to learn more, to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.